Welcome to the Monetizing a Podcast Playbook, the audio version. I'll be going through different ways you can monetize your podcast when to monetize and give you examples of podcasts that are doing it right. All resources mentioned, including the evaluation calculator and the playbook itself, can be found at callforcontent.com/monetize. When building an audience, niche down every time. 13 ways to monetize a podcast. Once you've done your audience research and identified your high-value audience segments, the next step is to understand your options for different methods of monetization. Before you choose which path is right for you, you need to know how each option works and for which types of shows. Sponsors and advertisers. The term sponsors and advertisers get thrown around interchangeably, but they're actually structured quite differently. The amount a show can charge for advertisements is usually dependent on the listener's CPM, cost per mil slash thousand. The current industry standards for total ad value on a show are around $40 to 50 CPM, so a show with 1,000 listeners can expect to charge $40.50 per ad. Having said that, however, the value of the audience can shift the CPM up or down. This is how advertisers determine whether your show will give them a return on their investment. For a podcaster, ads are the easiest to sell because there are a lot of companies ready to place ads on podcasts that have an audience. Ads work well for monetizing B2C shows, it's easy for advertisers to gauge the value of a target audience and their likelihood to take action on the ads they hear. Ads work best when shows have a high number of listeners because overall, conversion rates tend to be lower. Sponsorships are not dependent on your audience taking action, but they rely more heavily on the value of your audience to the sponsor. Sponsorship agreements usually involve a flat fee and don't necessarily include an ad in the show, but you must agree upon a way to let your audience know that a particular company is sponsoring the show. A show should have a limited number of sponsorship packages to sell. They could be offered on a seasonal or an annual basis, or you could have one sponsor continuously. For example, you might charge a company $15,000 for a sponsorship package and offer three slots for the year. That sponsorship level could include four episodes in which you interview your sponsors or their executives. You might also include some pay-per-click, PPC, ads for those four shows to make sure those episodes have more reach. Partnerships. Partnerships are like sponsorships on steroids. Partnerships could be joint ventures, large cross-promotions, contests, or even a takeover of your social media accounts. When you partner with someone, you become an evangelist for their product, and them for yours. Partnerships often include sharing marketing data like cross-installing or retargeting Pixel so partners can directly target listeners of the show. For a hypothetical example, let's say you run an adventure show focused on hiking, climbing, camping, and other travel adventures. You could partner with a travel company and an outdoor gear company to offer your audience an adventure package. When you promote the contest in your show, your partners get mentioned. And your partners will share the contest with their audience and plug your podcast. This makes the deal mutually beneficial, especially if you both have large audiences that consist of different people within a shared niche. This partnership opportunity, if executed well, could turn into a long-term arrangement. The best way to secure partnership deals is to reach out one-on-one to people or brands in your industry that you think would be a good fit for a partnership. Sometimes brands will reach out with opportunities, but if you want to pursue partnerships seriously, you'll have to put in the work on research and outreach. It's important to keep in mind that partnerships are very customized to optimize what benefits each party can provide each other. When you're pitching a potential partner, 
position yourself as someone who can add value to them and their audience. The more value you can add, the more of a chance you can land a great partnership. For more information on how to reach out to other podcast hosts, you are a podcast guesting playbook. It's important to keep in mind that partnerships are very customized to optimize what benefits each party can provide each other. When you're pitching a potential partner, position yourself as someone who can add value to them and their audience. The more value you can add, the better your odds of landing a great partnership. Partnerships are like sponsorships on steroids. Content-based networking. One of the often overlooked benefits of a podcast is the networking opportunities it generates. While the connections made through podcasting aren't direct revenue, they're just one step away. Some common ways content-based networking through a podcast can lead to revenue include connecting with and warming up prospects and leads for consulting and service sales, increasing keynote and other speaking opportunities, fostering relationships for future partnerships, increasing your authority to work toward book deals and other similar opportunities, building very strong relationships within your industry. The monetary value of relationships can't, and shouldn't, be directly measured. But know that every relationship you create and build through podcasting, and tangential activities, is valuable in the bigger picture of your monetization efforts. Private communities and masterminds. Masterminds and private communities work well for small, high-value audiences. You only need a few hundred dedicated listeners, maybe even fewer, to start a mastermind. A mastermind generally consists of 8 to 12 people who are interested in growing together. You don't need many people to form a mastermind, the small size keeps the value per person high. Even if you only have 500 listeners, you could try starting a mastermind. If you built a niche audience, it's likely that most of your listeners are interested in similar types of growth opportunities and can learn a lot from each other. You could charge between $8,000 and $20,000 for mastermind memberships, especially if you have a B2B or other high-value audience. Some podcasts use masterminds and communities as their primary source of monetization because the income is significant enough that they can focus on making the content as valuable as possible. Masterminds pair well with selling services, discuss later, especially for coaches who offer a group mastermind as well as one-on-one -on -one services. Premium content and subscriptions. Subscriptions are the purest form of monetization, your audience is supporting your creativity and media directly. This means that you can see a direct correlation between your subscriptions and how happy your overall audience is. Your subscribers are an excellent gauge for how happy your audience is. If they are willing to pay for more, it means you're doing a good job. Subscriptions are the purest form of monetization. Monetizing with subscriptions, also known as premium content, requires consistency, commitment, and continuous implementation. If someone is paying a monthly fee to access premium content, they will expect exclusive content on a predetermined schedule, or they'll cancel their subscription. Subscriptions are a great way to monetize a property at scale. Just take a look at China, which has a podcast market 23 times the size of the US podcast market. Their market is almost entirely B2C, subscription-based shows for education and self-improvement. The bottleneck of subscription-based shows is the content creation itself. This model requires a more significant investment in the content creation side. In many cases, you will be creating almost double the content to keep both your free listeners and your paid subscribers happy. For a subscription model to be sustainable, you need to take time to understand what is considered premium content for your market. If a market is already very saturated, then creating the same type of content, 
only double, won't be enough to gain subscribers. In that case, your exclusive content should be an elevated version of your free content, not a carbon copy. Info products and books. Selling books and other info products related to your podcast content or industry can work well for both B2B and B2C shows. Because they are lower priced offerings, you need to have a broad audience to make any significant income with this monetization method. Content for info products and books can easily be repurposed from existing episodes of your podcast. If you've interviewed 30 CEOs and gathered dozens of business tips, you could turn that information into an ebook or online course. Repurposing is a cost-effective way to get something valuable in front of your audience without investing in more original content. These assets can be used as lead magnets to capture your listeners' email addresses and make it easier to nurture and sell to them in the future. Having an email address can be more valuable than the money you make selling the product. Email addresses allow you to stay in touch with your audience and market to them in other ways. Events To monetize your podcast with live events, you need to have an audience that is concentrated in specific areas. Events like conferences and workshops work best with B2B audiences, whereas live recordings of a podcast episode are more of a B2C tactic. Many podcasts that run significant events like conferences or workshops use sponsorships, in addition to selling tickets, to monetize their events. If they expect many high-level executives to attend, then they can sell high-priced sponsorship packages. Companies within their niche will benefit from that kind of exposure, and the targeted audience gives them a better chance of earning a strong ROI. Events also require a lot more prior knowledge and planning to make them successful. If you've never planned a large-scale event before, then you'll likely spend a lot of time and money in the process of figuring out how to do it. You could hire an event planner or team to run the event for you, which can cost just as much for an event that still may not be profitable. Events tend to become more profitable over time so it's essential to manage your expectations when choosing to monetize with events. Coaching and consulting. Many times, coaches and consultants use a podcast as a core marketing channel. If you are a coach or consultant hosting a podcast, you should start talking about your services from day one. This doesn't mean selling to your audience every episode, but simply making it known that this is what you do for a living. If you have a niche B2B audience, Selling a specific coaching or consulting offer is one way to generate decent revenue relatively quickly. For a detailed walkthrough of the entire process of this approach, check out the B2B podcasting playbook. Donations Many premium content models are advertised as donations, where you can choose how much you donate, and receive exclusive content in return. If you are considering asking for donations, the least you can do is create premium content for the people giving you donations. While donations might work, your content should be good enough that people want to pay for it. If people are paying for it, then you have a great opportunity to move into another model like premium content or a subscription model. If your show could be considered a non-profit, then you might benefit from setting up a 501c3 to establish your organization as a non-profit and accept donations with tax benefits. Certain hobby shows that serve to support causes would qualify as a non-profit. Affiliate Income your potential to earn affiliate income from products you plug on the show depends on the show itself and your industry. Many podcasts that use affiliate marketing to earn an income do so with Amazon links, SaaS products, or other high-ticket items. Many times, partnerships can turn into affiliate deals where you help sell your partner's services or products to your audience and earn a certain percentage from every sale. If you mention a lot of books or physical products during your show, 
including Amazon affiliate links to those products in the show summary is an easy way to earn extra income. It won't be much, but if you continue to grow and plug products that resonate with your audience, the numbers can really add up. Celebrity, social capital, and paid hosting. Once you have experience as a podcast host and have built up a following, other opportunities will arise, podcasting and otherwise. For example, if your presence on someone's show is likely to attract a lot of new listeners for them, you can leverage this and charge for your time. You may also find yourself being asked, and paid, to chair conferences, host webinars, speak at events, and more. In contrast, if you invite celebrities or famous hosts onto your podcast, then you could attract new listeners and gain social clout. A celebrity appearance won't pay off directly but is a great long-term strategy for growing your audience and supporting other monetization strategies in the long run. Once you have experience as a podcast host and have built up a following, other opportunities will arise. Charging guests. A lot of people in the podcast industry are against charging guests. But if your audience is to the point where guests are willing to pay for the exposure, by all means, charge them for a spot on the show. People willing to pay to be on a podcast, or people who are trying to get their name out, likely already have a brand of their own to promote. A guest package could include the podcast interview, a blog post, and social promotion. Physical products. Selling physical products usually works best for B2C companies whose listeners are already customers of their brand. If you have an e-commerce company, then you can structure your podcast to market your product. This model of monetization is costly to implement if you don't already sell physical products. However, if you do sell products and promote them on your highly targeted podcast, it's likely to sell better than if you were to promote just through a blog or a video. Thanks for tuning into the podcast on monetizing a podcast. To download the full playbook, the evaluation calculator, and more, go to callforcontent.com slash monetize.